Hey, this is Garrett from Prism Tats. Hey, it's Dylan Rao from Bare Hands. You're listening to the Garage Rock Show podcast at thegaragerockshow.com. It's Friday, and it's time for another episode of The Garage. Chris here with all of our special guests this week. We have Dahlia. How's it going? What's up, Garage Rock Show listeners? We got Charles over there. How's it going, Charles? Leroy Jenkins. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. And Aaron, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going? All right. uh, This week, lots of crazy stuff happening in the rock world as well as in just uh, regular news, so we'll try and get to as much as we can. Uh, But first up in the rock stuff, I thought this was a a pretty cool thing thing about Mastodon visiting Congress to push for new music legislation. Apparently, Mastodon drummer Brand Daler and guitarist Bill Kelleher went, recently went to Washington, D.C. to show their support for the Music Modernization Act, which was recently passed by House Judiciary Committee. Now heads to the House reps for approval. The bill will update how music rates are set and how songwriters and artists get paid. Way to go, guys. What do you guys think of that? That's kind of cool, right? I mean, it's time to update mm-hmm. the music laws, right? With streaming and Nobody every... pays for music anymore. That's the thing, right? Yeah, big time. It's, you know, I'm just glad that somebody other than whiny-ass Lars Ulrich is doing it now. <laughs> <laughs> they did it back when the Napster days, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it was a, uh, like, I swear to God, there was, like, they were about to fight, like, uh, the Napster head and, like, Lars Ulrich, like, literally, like come to blows you know but he was just so whiny about it you know just i'm putting you lars is kind of a he he puts off a lot of people he's always kind of been that way but these guys i think mastodon they're a good rep for the music world especially the modern uh, metal world they recently got a a a grammy uh on the last grammy awards for one of their tracks and uh, apparently so the legislation uh is going to be matching songwriters to their songs making it easier for creators to identify the use of their work and for music providers to fully compensate those creators and avoid copyright infringement, it will also modernize how compensation for digital streaming is determined. Nice. Nice. Which is kind of a hot topic, right? I mean, everybody says Spotify uh, should be paying their artists more. People like us, when we uh, when we uh, subscribe, it's only 10 bucks. And I mean, where, yeah. how does that far, does that really go to the artists you know, that they're listening to? Oh, yeah, definitely. What I think will happen if the MMA uh, does get passed through the House Judiciary, that you're going to see a lot more fees when you're trying to just regularly stream music like Spotify or um, what are some of the other uh, musical... Amazon. Amazon. You're going to see higher premiums. iTunes, iTunes, I heard, is shifting to a streaming-type-based service where people, instead of paying 99 cents for a song or whatever, it's going to be a uh, streaming-based service. Good. Like Amazon. I love love Amazon. I love, like, you you pay, you know, for Prime, two-day shipping. But they don't sponsor the podcast. What about, okay, Aaron, I know you have iTunes, right? You have a massive iTunes library. What, What would you think about, like, theoretically... Losing the ability to uh, to create your own iTunes library in compromise for a streaming library that would be like a cloud off somewhere instead of you owning the the actual digital media. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Half this, half of my library is stuff that I may have never even heard, but <laughs> I downloaded it for free, and right. it, it kind of turned mm-hmm. me on to a certain artist, and maybe I've downloaded stuff from there and actually paid for it because I found some shit for free, you know? Exactly. I do that. Sorry. Oh, no, it's cool. No, that's fine. But we also, I think that there that's will be a lot more... Fucking hill, we can. Fucking cinnamon sticks. Yeah, what I think will happen if this passes 
is that you'll see a lot more provisions to what you get to choose and pick from currently. For example, like we have the Echo Dot and we want to listen to Tool. We can't listen to Tool. They well, don't Tool's have not any I know. streaming service. I know. Service. It's, oh, it sucks. You have to pay for that. Hey, we're on Google Play. Yeah, for a while. For, for a while, yeah. So I think well, that there will be a, uh, a limited selection of artists. So the artists that fall under this act, if they choose to sign whatever documentation that is needed to be submitted uh, in order for them to pay for the streaming, the listeners aren't going to be able to listen to those bands or musical pieces of art unless they pay for it. So Right. I hear you. You're going to be listening to Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and all of those all of those songs that that uh can't you get remember, oh, anymore. You know uh you remember how like Happy Birthday was under copyright yeah. for like 80 some years right. or something? Yeah. yeah. Now it's not. Nope. And uh yeah, you used to be able to you you would get sued for singing Happy mm-hmm. Birthday without on a movie, on a or, movie or whatever, anywhere, without yeah. paying the uh, yeah. and a chain. Anyway, all right. So moving on, we were actually speaking to Lars Ulrich and Maynard. Uh, they were uh, on uh, uh, Lars's podcast. He has a podcast called Electric. Uh, it's Electric, and so he had Maynard on there. And one of the quotes they were just talking about getting old in the music industry and stuff like that. And uh, he he was talking about just uh, aging in, in in the industry. And he says uh, this was Maynard James Keenan saying, "Quote: At our age now, you see a lot of artists coming out of the woodwork." trying to clearly desperately try to remain relevant just be relevant in what you're doing and be okay with not being part of the future if you can get your head around that that you're not going to be a part of the next generation's focus for egomaniacs like us that's hard end quote i thought that was a pretty good quote for a yeah. rock star to kind of like come to terms with that right yeah absolutely instead of trying to be like i don't know some of the other bands like that are trying to be like yeah hey i'm old and hey i'm still cool you know like yeah hey, for sure I, I get it man yeah, yeah bro i can't wait for creed to do that in 15 years <laughs> oh, yeah some of the old dudes <laughs> scott stapp he's still around he's still Is touring he? yeah I thought he was like running down the streets of LA in his underwear screaming at invisible he was, demons. He went through rehab, yeah. He went through some stuff, but he came back anyway. Well, good for him. Uh, crazy stuff. All right. Uh, Dahlia interested in a killer's career spanning vinyl box set. Ooh. Uh, they are uh, apparently uh, a 180 gram vinyl, which is good, in two editions standard black vinyl, clear edition. It's all of their albums. Uh, 2004's Hot Fuss to. Uh, 2009 double album live from the Royal Albert Hall, uh, as well as their latest one that came out in 2017, and some rarities and B-sides. Ooh, didn't you say you were a big fan of them, or was? I was, like, probably about... Did you like their last album, Wonderful, Wonderful? Did you hear anything off that? I heard it was wonderful. (laughs) I I heard it was okay. (laughs) Um, But there was this band that inspired the Killers... And when I heard that band, can't think of the name of that band right now. The Murderers. <laughs> no, but... Um, the Snappers? <laughs> the Stabbers? What is I can't think of the name of the band right the now. The Rapist but, for but 500. But when I heard that band, I was like, oh my gosh, this... The Killers were inspired by that band. And all of their songs, now that I hear from The Killers, I'm like, oh, they're, they're just like knockoffs of this band that I love so much. Mm-hmm. They like stole from the band that I didn't ever hear of before the Killers were so commercialized and the band that I'm speaking of, they weren't. They're kind of an yeah. underground band that kind of popped up in, I don't know, 
1995 through 2005, they were relevant. So ever since I heard those original tracks, I'm like, oh man, Killers are a ripoff now. <laughs> yeah, some of everybody's those bands. a ripoff of everybody uh, else, yeah. exactly. except for Tool. Damn it, except well, for Tool's the best. Well, if you listen to King Crimson and stuff, there's some definite definite lines draw from uh, mm-hmm. from some of their uh, inspiration, I guess you know, from those things. Uh, all right, so a cool new pledge music campaign launched for a new film called uh, Long Live Rock, Celebrate the Chaos, Examining the Culture of Hard Rock, Heavy Metal, blah, blah, blah. They got a bunch of interviews with members of Metallica, Slipknot, Corn, Rob Zombie, and more, uh, talking about uh, basically the problem of sus- substance abuse with a lot of well-known musicians. Lars Ulrich, he's in the trailer. Oh my. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. Uh, he he calls uh, the hard rock community there. a place of solidarity. With the disenfranchised feel like they belong to something bigger than themselves. Yeah. Wow. Right. My Lars Ulrich. That's a good. That's good. That's like spot on right there. Uh, you can go check it out, pledgemusic.com, uh, and contribute. You guys can be part of it. Uh, Judas Priest, Deep Purple, announcing a co-headlining tour. Some British metal royalty coming over uh, this summer. Deep Purple and Judas Priest. They will be at the Shoreline in uh, uh, Mountain View. Man, Judas uh, Priest is just everywhere right now. They are, and they got a really good album out, Firepower. And it's I think it's one of their best albums. It's their highest charting album they've had in their entire career. So pretty oh. cool stuff. Is that like uh, is that like their previous album, 2014, Girl Power? <laughs> Girl Power. <laughs> <laughs> a little now, known album. That yeah. was uh, kind of released under the radar. No, Judas Priest. No, they were branching out there. For oh, the right. Yeah. Trying on pink. Uh, Guns N' Roses, they're going to be setting a world record for the largest concert ever held in Iceland. Oh, man. It's going to be at the football stadium there July 24th. It's going to take one week to prepare the stadium for the event, including renovations to the venue itself. 35 containers are required to ship equipment to Iceland, and staff of 150 people will accompany the band. That is so Metalocalypse. That is such an episode of Metalocalypse, right? Somebody's going to die. <laughs> or like, they should have like, Metalocalypse open yeah. up for them. Oh, that'd be awesome. They're still a touring band, right? Is um is a uh, slash uh gonna be there? Is he gonna be? Part oh yeah. Of the... Okay, so he's, he's gonna part die. of the lineup. He's, he's gonna he's, die. He's Why? a walking skeleton anyway. Just oh, like yeah. he's <laughs> he reminds me of like a Muppet character. Like <laughs> <laughs> he looks he looks like one at this point. Dude, those guys can still uh, they they blew me away when I saw them last year. They played for uh, almost three and a half hours. Whoa. And I was tired sitting in my chair, and those guys were <laughs> up there for three and a half hours. Still there's playing. a word for that. There, I mean, there's a scientific term for that. I believe it's called methamphetamine. <laughs> <laughs> right? right? Yeah, definitely. And real quick, uh, to reference that band that I was talking about, the Killers ripping off Interpol. 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 Okay. The oh. Killers are a ripoff of Interpol. Dolly is decreed. I love She's Interpol. Decreed. Decreed it. They loved Interpol, <laughs> and they even referenced... There was like a festival that they did... And they even referenced one of the Interpol tracks that they said inspired them to to create one of their whole albums. It was based off of one song by oh, wow. Interpol. So listen to Interpol and then you'll hear the killers. I thought you were talking about like the international like crime fighting kind of syndicate <laughs> Interpol. <laughs> yeah, the actual yeah. international yeah. police. Like, That's yeah, what exactly. Means. Who probably does, you know, hire plenty of killers. <laughs> right. Or influence many killers. Uh, speaking of dead people, Scott Weiland. His estate may Aww. not be able to cover his debts. Isn't well, that kind of sad? Of dead people. <laughs> nice segue there. Uh, nice segue. Apparently, his ex-wife, Mary Weiland, who is the estate administrator, filed documents late last year saying that City National Bank had a claim of $692,000 owed by him, wow. while the Riverside County of Department of Social Services 
uh, filed a lien for about a million dollars. It's not clear whether that uh, sum for the million is for child support payments, but I think it is. Uh, Mary herself is seeking 4000 a month in child support. Uh, crazy stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Um, it's sad. It's just kind of sad where, you know, like you would think like you could leave your family with, you know, like you, you know, worked your whole life and instead you just leave them with a bunch of debt and outstanding stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when, when you got so many problems with addiction. Mm-hmm. What no. they're saying, though, is Scott uh, still possesses the, their, their family uh, a lot of music gear along with rock and sports memorabilia that could uh, theoretically still be sold to cover his debts, like almost like maybe $500,000 worth. So going to have a yard sale, and <laughs> you're going to probably be sale? seeing a lot of stuff on online. Well, that oh, $4,000 monthly is uh, gone. Yep. Yep. Uh, speaking, uh, Chris Cornell, widow, uh, d- starting Addiction Resource Center. This is pretty cool. Well, well sad news today. Yeah, well, and we haven't even got to the other topics <laughs> in the world. There oh, was like right. all the killings and stuff this week uh, that we'll get to slightly later. We're not going to be a oh, total bummer here. But. Well, this is, no, actually, you know what? This isn't a bummer. This is actually pretty this uplifting. A good thing. Uh, you know, you turn a tragedy of somebody, you know, that, uh, you know, maybe abuse drugs in some way. Uh, so there's an online resource now for individuals and families struggling with addiction, as well as the addiction resource hotline, which has always been there. Uh, that's the hotline, you know, that's been there since the 80s and 90s. Uh, Vicky said in a statement, quote, addiction is preventable and treatable disease. While it's too late to bring Chris back, it's not too late for millions of other people struggling with addiction. These resources are designated or designed, excuse me, to connect people to help they need. Uh, so where is it? Uh, okay, so the addiction resource hotline, 1-833-301-HELP for individuals concerned about substance abuse or recovery. And uh, so it's open Monday through Mexico. And pretty cool thing, you know, to be able to get out there for the community if you need help, right? Yeah. one 301 help My only problem is they're open from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Oh, like what happens at 6.30. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. closed. Uh, yeah, you're screwed, Aaron. I'm sorry. It's, you're two, screwed. it's 2 a.m. and you want to commit suicide. You have no one to call. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is kind of weird. Should be a 24-hour hotline, but maybe it's just, you know, staffing issues well, as well. Yeah. You could always call on Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. There you go. Yeah. There <laughs> you right. go, Charles. See if he answers at 630. <laughs> Probably not. You uh, don't see it, but I'm giving Charles a thumbs up. A thumbs up. <laughs> Anyone care about Blink-182 Blink in the studio? Uh, is it aliens? Have anything to do with aliens? No, it's not. Oh, uh, no. There's the, Tom DeLonge is uh, uh, in there, but there's no, um, uh, what were we? we were talking about him last week. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. There's no. There's no crazy hair. Um, there's no aliens. Why is the name escaping? Mark I don't Office. know, but uh, I, I like Blink One Eighty Two. You know, I was a fan when I was in high school, and then they came out with a new album. Like, what was it? Two or three years ago, they had a couple of hit tracks. I actually enjoyed it. Yeah, it's called Girl Power. Well, there you go. <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> what about you, Aaron? Do you like Blink One Eighty Two? No, I'm not gonna lie. Back when they were new, a long time ago, I listened to them a little bit. <clears throat> they were yeah. uplifting. It was I thought fun. they were kind of funny, you know. Dude, Ranch was a solid album. They made fun of the Backstreet Boys and stuff. Oh, did they? Yeah. Remember that one? Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. Was that all the small things? Yeah, all yeah. the small things, and yeah. they were like out there on the airplane area yeah, and like dressed Backstreet all stupid. And and yeah, they were good. I was a little past. That. I was. I think I was a little past that, and and like. I was no longer watching music television at that point because that was, was when no it was longer TRL. Remember, he, oh yeah, remember TRL, TRL like Total Request Live. That's oh, when yeah. it started all going to shit. That's yeah. when they only played like forty-five seconds of the music video with Fred Durst. <laughs> well, no, yes, it's Carson. Those, well, it's Carson Daly. But. He he is Fred Durst. They're the same person. <laughs> yeah, that was horrible. 
Uh, all right, so some trivia on this day in rock and roll history. This famous rock star falls out of a palm tree w- while vacationing in Fiji and goes to the hospital with a concussion, creating a rare news event on the island. We need a drum roll on this one. All right, so which famous rock star fell out of a palm tree and hit his coconut? Was it Ozzy? Oh, I'm going B. Was it Keith Richards or was it Steven I Tyler? Ozzie, I don't think Ozzy can get his ass up a tree. <laughs> Ozzy can't get it up a tree. He can't get it across the room. Richards is and Tyler are kind of like real similar in like lankiness and you know. But I'm going with Richards. I'm going with Steven Tyler. He's still like. Even though he's an older gentleman, yeah. he like still a has a, a lot of energy. Hunter. I can picture him like, ah, I got this tree. I captured this tree. Okay. I'm All nothing right. but skin and bones and red wool. What do you think <laughs> for... He climbed well, up the tree with his bandana, his headband. Lines I'm going to go with... Uh, right up that tree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with D, David Crosby and his coke-fueled <laughs> mustache. <laughs> Not an option on this. Well I, I can't, I can't, because I, I actually saw the answer to this. Oh, did you? Yeah, okay. I can't do it. Oh. Well, I'm sorry. But I'm I still going to go with Danny Crosby. Uh, well, good for you, Charles. All right. Well, let's see what the answer is. It was B, 62-year-old right. Keith oh, Richards of the Rolling Stones. He Ooh. fell out of a palm tree on this day in 2006 oh, while done. vacationing in Fiji. Goes to the hospital with a concussion. It was big news on the island. Was he airlifted up to the tree to get there? No. He Who was probably climbing. Palm he was tree? probably trying to get a coconut. He was Wait, trying to get a coconut. How did he climb the palm tree? That's the, some of them are like kind of slanted. Like, you know? Like oh, you my God. There's know. another word for that one. It's also called methamphetamine. <laughs> you know who David Crosby reminds me of? Captain Crunch. Yes, <laughs> on meth. <laughs> on meth. <laughs> he, uh, he can shimmy up a palm tree. Coked out Captain Crunch. All right. Oh, so good. New tunes this week on The Garage. Tune in tomorrow, 1057thebear.com. You can stream the show anywhere, anytime, 6 p.m. Eastern Time or 105.7 FM. Also, 1660 AM. We'll be featuring some new music from DMAs, Pennywise, Sleep, their first new album in 18 years. Going to be playing something off of that. Bare Hands, Foo Fighters, first new track in a while for them. Uh, the Damned, Kellen Detroit, Post, Post Animal, Dr. Dog, No Alarms, Fantastic Negrita, which is, uh, sounds crazy, but it's actually a really cool track. Plastic Parker <laughs> Millsap as well. Uh, so tune in tomorrow for all those great artists. That's awesome. Uh, so let's move on briefly to some of the uh, crazy news this week around the world. There were so many crazy stories happening. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard about this Smallville Allison Mack, an actress that was arrested for sex trafficking on Friday, this past Friday. Uh, conspiracy forced labor. There was this alleged sex cult called uh, Nexivum or Nexi- Nexium. I'm not really sure how to pronounce Nexium. it. Nexium? Yeah. Okay. Uh, a group that allegedly poses as a self-help group, but in reality it's a pyramid scheme recording people or recruiting people to exploit both sexually and for their labor to the defendant's benefit, according to U.S. Attorney Richard P. Donahue. Dolly, have you heard about this story? No, I haven't, but I'm seeing this photo of this guy, and he looks like... The character that 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 he does kind of look like him, exactly like him. But he looks like Jared Leto's character on Girl Interrupted. He does. Uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. He 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 totally does. It's like it's weird. It's like looking at like America's sweetheart next to like America's most notorious serial killer. Uh, This guy supposedly fooled everybody by saying that he had all these like he he had this huge IQ and Guinness World Records for how smart he was and all this stuff. How much of this goes on that we don't? Yeah, it's just starting to get, just starting to get found out. 
But look at look at her. Look look at her face. Okay, so she check this out, so guys. Innocent. Here's here's uh, some of the allegations. Uh, in addition to shelling out money to belong to the cult, women in the group were allegedly placed on restrictive diets, had graphic photographs of them taken and co- coerced to sex with uh, that that guy Rainier, and were sometimes branded in the groin area. Oh my God, what's the oh kind of... branded in the groin area is the name of my upcoming album. That was my punk band in <laughs> yeah. junior high. Was it? No, it wasn't. Branded no. in the groin area. <laughs> no, that's. Uh, the group has attracted several high-profile figures to its workshops. They did a workshop out at Ch- Richard Branson's uh, Billionaire Island out there one time. Oh, man. Really? Wow. Uh, they reached wow. out to Emma Watson and Kelly Clarkson on Twitter, Aww. trying to get them so saying, whiny. I'd love to chat if you're open, and I know you're a fellow female actress, and I can relate so well to your vision, and I think we could work together, basically trying to get all of them into the cult as well. Isn't that kind of crazy? I mean, just... Oh man, that is crazy. And uh, the fact that they approached Kelly Clarkson is really weird because she she seems a bit too... Yeah, approached her in 2013. Yeah, that's weird. She Emma said, Watson, I mean, even her, like, that's weird. Like, what? I mean, you would think they would be approaching people like Nicki Minaj and shit like that. <laughs> not like Emma Watson and Kelly Clarkson. No, he's probably got some weird fetish and he probably tells her to go and hit up these weird ladies. Nice. Oh, no, you're right. Because what's her face? Yeah. They're like nice and. Kelly Clarkson's can be convinced, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows, man? That was his thing. Versus uh, Nicki Minaj would just be like, fuck no. Yeah, you're yeah. y'all crazy. I ain't going no <laughs> sex cult. Yeah, yeah I hear more <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, so moving on a little bit. Uh, well, we, we do have some other crazy stuff happening this week, but uh, Deadpool 2 breaking advanced Hell ticket yeah. sales records. I know you're uh, excited to see oh, this as well as Deadpool me. Thing. Uh, Deadpool 2, uh, apparently, uh, they broke the record, doubled the previous 24-hour record, and also broke the record for an R-rated movie being sold on Regal's website, nice. which is crazy. I mean, oh, that's yeah. been, that's that, they've had their website up for probably 20 years. That's and amazing. Then. This is the first time that it's broke broke that record. So uh, I don't know what Deadpool is. Oh, you know what? Get out of here. Get up right now. Walk out of here. I've been excused. How dare you? How dare you? Uh, Okay, so it's a great comic. Yeah, for all you MCU fans out there, like for me, I've been reading Deadpool comics since I was, you know, since I was like a teenager. Okay, comic. Yeah, so he's a comic character. He's, you know, he's known for, you know, he's called the Merc with the Mouth. He's known for having like, not like a, he's an anti-hero. He's not like somebody who's uh who's gonna go out there and save everyone in fact most of the people like kind of unwittingly get destroyed by like his actions and you know he's it's very comedic it's nothing ryan reynolds universe had before so well yeah does he have like a superpower or well yeah he's got regeneration powers like well we're listening to me right now so he's got super ninja skills and regenerative powers like wolverine but, but check this out. The the big story behind this is that Ryan Reynolds was actually trying to get this movie, the first one, produced for like 10 years. Wow. He was desperately trying to get it produced, and and uh, and no one would let him do it. And so finally he got together with this group, and this group put on like this little like maybe three-minute long clip of him fighting these people off the bridge, which made, which made it into the first movie. Um, but it's just like this. It was this huge thing. Like people picked up on and said, "Wow, it's going to be amazing!" Right. Next thing you know, the movie's breaking records, and you know, number two's breaking records. It's, it's it one sweet. of the uh, first styles of comics that, like, where they break the the fourth wall, the fourth wall, right? And talks to the audience. Ends up talking to, them. yeah, right. absolutely. And I do that all the time now. So it's kind of <laughs> <weird>. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. I'm Isn't looking that right, to Chadwick? It. 
some other crazy news this week. Uh, the Waffle House shooting. I'm sure you guys have heard about it. Uh, 29-year-old Travis Ranking had an AR-15, went into a Waffle House, uh, butt naked except for a jacket. Just had a jacket open and was totally naked. Um, uh, he had previous run-ins with the police in Illinois, including in May 2016 when officers were called to a CVS parking lot where he told them Taylor Swift was stalking him and hacking his phone. And last June, he barged into a community pool and jumped into the water wearing a pink woman's coat over his underwear. Oh, yeah. And this guy bath had salt. no... Yeah. Bath salts. <laughs> and this guy was able to, to get it. You know, I'm not going to go into the gun argument. I'm just saying... How was this guy able to score an AR-15? He had four guns, and yeah. then the police took them from him and gave it back to his dad, right? That was the oh, story. smart. Is that, here you go, we're, we're, we're going to take these guns away from your son, but here, you don't give them back to him now. And yeah. apparently the dad can face charges now for giving him the guns again, of course. Yeah. But isn't that ridiculous? That I mean, what kind of flaw in our system is that where we're taking guns away and then giving them to a relative like, hey, don't give these back to him, you know? Like, yeah, well, yeah, listening or reading about what this guy did previously before the because obviously this guy was off his, his, off the wall. I mean, this guy was a total lunatic. Yeah. But, you know, what do you And a good point know? that somebody made, too, is why are all these crazy white dudes the ones that get taken alive, right? Like, yeah. instead of somebody with a cell phone in their backyard gets shot, you know, 30-something times. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And this guy gets taken alive after shooting up a house, you know. And so it's yeah. just a, definitely yeah. another... Another example of that kind of difference and discrepancy, you know. Uh, you you can't wor- say it's noticing. coincidence if it happens like 30 times. Yeah, it happens quite a bit. Uh, the Toronto van killer as well. Uh, a 25-year-old man charged with plowing into a crowd at Toronto's sidewalk uh, earlier this week, killing 10 people, injuring 14 others, suggesting he may have been angry at women. Uh, wouldn't talk about a motive, some of his friends. Uh, apparently he was a part of an online community of men who are angry at women because men are unable to form romantic relationships with them. If you guys remember, the other killer guy, uh, University of California, Santa Barbara in 2014, when he went into oh, yeah. shooting and stabbing rage, mm-hmm. he was driven by rage at women as well, who wrote despised and loathed him. Um, so on his post, the incel rebellion has begun. We will overthrow all the Chads and Stacys. Chads, uh, incel stands for involuntary celibate. Uh, and Chads and Stacy's are mocking terms for men and women who have sexual relationships. See, I'm going to quote Daisha right here because she made a really good point when she was reading about this earlier today, and that's this guy could have paid if he really wanted to. He could have broken right? the law. There's plenty of porn sites out there. Like, really, in the, in the yeah, long run... Yeah, you need run, to go kill people because you feel sexually inadequate or yeah. unsatisfied or something? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Get on the internet, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's, um, this, there's this Family Guy episode where Quagmire finally finds out oh, that yeah, there's yeah. porn. You remember that? His arm just like. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Like, yeah, his arm's all bulging out. He's like, hey, guys. Oh. <laughs> he yeah. thinks one of the hands. He hasn't like, guys been outside are... in like, a while. He's like, the sunlight's like bothering his eyes. And oh, yeah. His arms are huge. Uh, that's hilarious. Well, speaking of like online stuff and like fewer like dating online these days, right? Uh, apparently, being a pot smoker boosts your online dating profile if you're under 25 but hurts if you're older. Uh, they say in this new survey, 
uh, on this dating app Hinge shows that users who say on their dating profiles that they smoke marijuana see a 10% increase in likes if they're under 25. Hmm. For those 25 and older, a user revealing they're a pot smoker hurts them instead, leading to a 25% decrease in likes. For users over the age of 40, it's even worse, showing a 35% decrease in likes. So I guess That's the hilarious. older you get, the it's not cool anymore when you smoke pot, right? I mean, you just kind of look like an old man that's sitting around getting stoned. Yeah. Well, it's cool. It's just not sexy. Well, I'm not under 25. I'm not 40 yet, so I'm, I'm still all right. <laughs> so, no, you're, you've got I, – I mean, but look at that, though. Like, it goes from but I think having it's a 10% like, increase to a 25% I think they're talking increase. about, like, the guys uh, on their profile. It shows a picture like, hey, I'm smoking a joint. I'm cool, right? Oh, it's yeah. like all the young guys, and when you're young, that's cool. When you're old, you start looking like a creep. Yeah, or, yeah, just yeah. a weirdo. Yeah, like, I do, dude, young, I do young things. Yeah, I'm 45, yeah. <laughs> and here's a picture of me smoking a six-paper <laughs> joint, you know, fucking at ACDC. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what would you rather hear, like, uh, like some, some kid going, hey, guys, want to do some E? Or some guy going, hey, guys, want to do some E? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a young kid. Uh, but, you know, yeah, you're right. Hey, guys, I scored some E tonight. Oh, my God. <laughs> you guys, you kids want to do some E tonight? All right. Let's have some fun. You guys uh, like flying? Do you like uh, being on an airplane? You know what? I don't mind it. Um, I've been in a private plane I personally before. can't stand it. I hate it. Well, you know, the only thing that sucks about it being, like, on a private plane is, um, like, the big ones, you can actually go use the bathroom, but, like, in a smaller plane, the bathrooms are, like, almost, like, inaccessible. Right. They're in a really weird place, so. I mean, it's not it's not that bad. It's I think it's kind of fun. Well, here's, here's the deal. I don't like to fly unless I have to. Right. So yeah. one time I went to Hawaii, obviously, I got to fly there. My brother-in-law is actually a pilot, and I've gotten invited to on his private plane all over the place, and I, I'm not going to lie, I'm a little bit skeptical. Yeah. <laughs> Being be in the, one of the small ones, huh? No, I need to take him up on the offer soon, but I, I keep avoiding it because it's half, half kind of scares me. Yeah, especially the smaller planes. Yeah. You can hear the engine blaring. Things. We heard about last week that the uh, engine... Uh, ex- uh, explosion on Southwest Airlines. Oh yeah, and it blew out a window, uh, and the lady got sucked out of it. Oh yeah, uh, that's pretty crazy. So yeah. now they're uh, apparently like grounding a lot of those flights and those jets and uh, bad flights. Yeah, crazy stuff. Bad jets. Uh, but speaking of flying, now they're going to make it even more uncomfortable for you with these new seats. We were saying they kind of look like roller coaster seats, right? Yeah. Look at these. There are supposed like drop zone from. Uh, <laughs> oh, it yeah, Top Gun. It looks like the Top Gun. So where, where, what, how would our, how would our listeners be able to see this image if we? Uh well, Google it. you can Google it. Um, as I guess you could say, these new, they're called the Skyrider 2.0. It's they're a new banana yellow, uh, compact seat engineered by Italian aerospace interior design company avion interior so look that up the seat positions a passenger almost completely upright it's like you're basically standing the whole time yeah. the whole time what about like a 13 hour flight you oh have to man sit like that that's rough look at and the guy said my knees were firmly planted against the back seat for the entire time in the rear row he added that the saddle itself didn't seem too bad but that's pretty close quarters what does it do right there, like right? yeah, launch you out and like have a parachute on it to yeah. save you is you, that what it does no. you are like you meat to these people it's like Should. you're like a number look at they that look like racing bucket seats if you I mean you guys can't see them well home, they're definitely not engineered for comfort no like so definitely not. Yeah. where's the safety aspect in this oh, well, it's the bare minimum there's a little tube in the back that distributes fentanyl, <laughs> and, and you're perfectly fine in for the, the next. That the plane's going oh down. My God. It's like if all those other seats.
Streets or Bicycles, that's a unicycle right there. Oh, yeah. big time. Yeah. Big, big time. That's a, yeah, exactly. Well, there's uh, like no seat. Like, you'd be sitting like at a um, angle the whole yeah, time. Yeah, it would be very uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, so you check have that like out. some very but, tight thighs oh, at the end of this. Oh, my God. But check this out. So, if they offered those seats, if you if they were if you were able to fly to let's say like England right now and those seats only cost you $120 round trip would you consider that's the whole thing they are going to be cheaper exactly. much cheaper than other uh, yeah. other seats on the plane I would I would even though it's meant I'd to be, be like a super economy crazy, option like, you know like a super economy option for people that want to pay for that they're oh, not yeah. going to force everybody but I mean it could gradually get to the point where all seats would well, be like will pay for that shit yeah how long yeah. was it dude? Young flight? people. Uh, did it say? Well, I mean, the guy's flight, I think, was 40 minutes. Okay, we'll see. That's not bad. Couple oh, no. He only, no, he only no spent way. 10 minutes in it. Oh. 10 minutes. And he was already still, like, getting annoyed by how his knee is, like, maxed out for me. Yeah. On that thing. That's like to, that's like to San Francisco <laughs> from here. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'd be like the worst going to Oakland looking. Go overseas in that thing. And what is, like, there's, like, a little red, like, handle thing That's in the middle? That's for the seatbelt. That's for the uh, seatbelt. So your seatbelt comes through the middle, so you're, yeah. like, basically in a car seat? No, no, no. you're a man, like, that's... No, what happens is, like, right afterwards, like, a stewardess runs up, pulls a red cord, you slip out, and a midget comes and punch you in the head. <laughs> <laughs> like, Actually, I think that red thing is, like, some kind of emergency release or something. I'm not really sure. It's just so strange. All right. Well, let's move on. Um, I mean, little, little person. Sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My apologies. What do you think about this? A YouTuber uh, may be going to jail uh, two years in prison for pulling a prank on a homeless man by giving him Oreos filled with toothpaste. Uh, he's originally from China. He's a YouTuber. Said in the original video that he has since been deleted. He said, quote, maybe I've gone a bit too far, but look at the positive side. This will help him clean his teeth. I think he hasn't cleaned them since he became poor. And <laughs> I think it's great. It's great. <laughs> the homeless man got uh, violently on. sick almost immediately that, after eating the Oreos. <laughs> he, yeah. he threw up and reportedly feared for his life. When controversy oh. began swirling over the video, he went back to the homeless man and offered him money to stay quiet. He posted another oh. video, which has been deleted too, in which he said people exaggerated over jokes. Uh, I'm surely if it's done to a normal person Gave instead of a beggar, money? they wouldn't say anything. Yes, yeah, trying to give him hush money. Oh, Daniel's man. money. So I Two know, years right? in prison and Stormy a thirty. Daniel's money. Well, check it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Two years in prison and a thirty-six thousand dollars fine. So that's crazy. You know what? If you look at the back of a toothpaste uh, bottle, though, those things are it's like it's oh, super toxic. Oh, it's crazy chemicals. It is. Like oh. they say, not to ingest more than like the, uh, the amount you would put on your toothpaste. Yeah. And if you do, you need to consult a physician because it's like it's crazy, it's super concentrated. Yeah, I knew some kid growing up that used to just swallow his. his uh, oh god. Oh, and oh, gum. Man. People Where used to swallow he gum. He's the CEO of Amazon. Yeah, right. Jeff Bezos. He's Jeff Bezos. Aaron, I didn't know you knew Jeff Bezos. <laughs> it could be. Uh, name. Fortnite players can now get a university scholarship if they're good enough. Uh, this time has kind of finally come here where you can play video games now and get up to a $4,000 worth of tuition for each player that gets selected for its eSports program at Ohio's Ashland University, the first school in the U.S. to offer this scholarship. Uh, apparently, more than 60 U.S. colleges are setting up competitive gaming programs recognized by the National Association of College Esports. 
Ashlyn will be arranging a team of four to compete in Fortnite regularly. Uh, so that's kind of interesting, right? For the Diggity new generation. Dope. Diggity dope. A lot of I people said you can never have a career playing video games. You couldn't make money on it. Well, it's like, look, Mom, I could go to Ohio's Ashland University oh. and... Give me a God of War University. I'm all about yeah. that. Yeah. All that stuff. All competitive the competitive esports, man. I mean, that's going to be the new thing. It's a million dollar million dollar uh, in prizes, a million dollar industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, crazy stuff. So, uh, Moving on. Hank Azaria going to be stepping aside from voicing a poo on The Simpsons. Willing to step aside. Yeah, that's what the quote says. Uh, willing to step aside from his role, if that what it takes. He went on. Uh, you guys should check out the interview that he has on the Stephen Colbert um, show and he talks about it in detail. He's basically distanced himself from the show's response to the issue. When Marge read a book to Lisa, I'm sure you guys can look up the clip and it kind of uh, basically says something that started decades ago was applauded and inoffensive. It's now politically incorrect. Lisa said, what can you do in the screen pan to a portrait of a poo making the reference clear? Uh, Azaria said, I had nothing to do with the writing or voicing. Uh, a poo doesn't speak in that segment. It was a late edition that I saw right around the same time everyone else saw. Uh, he said, that's certainly not the way I feel about it, and it's definitely not the message I want to send. So what do you guys think about it? I mean, they ha- there's a lot of racially insensitive characters like, you know, Groundskeeper Willie. There's, aye, aye, there's aye. also Bumblebee Man. Uh, I mean, they, they cover a lot of stereotypes, uh, and I, I kind of wonder a lot. What someone made a good point that I guess I didn't realize. They said, "Well, yeah, that's true about Mexican stereotypes or white stereotypes, but there's always another side of the coin of a redeeming character for those races, right?" But with the India, uh, you know, the uh, with the um, South Asian community, people from India don't feel that a positive Indian role model has been. Um, uh, portrayed in the U.S. media as a counteract, you know, because everybody always just says a poo, a poo, a poo. Yeah, and there's no like a good role model instead yeah. of that, right? I am um, so so. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get PC on you guys right here. So I took I was a class. Gonna go there as well. I was gonna talk about Title VII civil rights law <laughs> and how it <laughs> came this far. Yeah, in 2018. Yeah. Well, I love The Simpsons. All right. So when I love yeah. a poo, like I like, and I grew up on The Simpsons. But um, but I took this class. It was kind of like enlightening class about Asian Americans in the in the lens of the media. This is like it maybe like 2008. I took this class and I realized that really like Asian Americans and you know South 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 uh, East Asian Americans, all all of that they they're not really positively portrayed in the media. Like right. they don't have like like lead roles and stuff like that. And it's because they're all comically portrayed like. And and unfortunately, even though I love Apu and I love The Simpsons, like I kind of understand where the oh, yeah. where they're going with yep. this. And Hank Azaria, I think, was really articulate and eloquent in his response. Like, like I'm willing to step aside if they tell me to. Like, right? I know in the in the long run, he's he loves Apu as much as he loves the Professor and all those other characters that he voices. But you know, it's, you got to you got to go with the times. You know? Yeah, it's almost discriminatory against like. They're singling out a race, and this is how they're portrayed. So, what do you think, Aaron? Yeah, he's, he's still got Chief Wiggum and Mo and everybody else. He does, show, right? He does. He's still making a dude. Paycheck. He has like thirty voices yeah. on yeah. there. It's yeah. he, he's not leaving the show. Thank no. God. So that'll but, be good. Okay, on the flip side of that, all right. So the Family Guy is hilarious, and they go fifty times worse oh, yeah. with stereotypes. Oh yeah, and I, and yeah. I it's just super Consola. funny. Oh, yeah, exactly. Comes you know the I mean? yeah. uh, lemon pledge. No, no, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, Back in the 90s when... Where, when, when did The Simpsons start? 80s, huh? Uh, yeah. yeah. 86, 87? 
They started in the Tracy Ullman show. Yeah. And then... Yeah. Yep. I mean... 86. Yeah, it wasn't that big of a deal back then, but in this day and age, things have changed, huh? Well, yeah, look, look at well, the Homer, like, grabbing Bart by the throat and, like, choking him. And, like, American dads were like, oh, my God, like, I, could, I do that all the time. You know? yeah, yeah, that's very Street mild. Child. And he lives at the bar, Since you know. Like total alcohol. Yeah, lives at the bar, you know, right. abuses his son. That's the whole thing. Like, somebody pointed that out. Yeah, it's an alcoholic dad who lives at the bar, hates being home, uh, comes home and abuses his son. And yeah. he's, you know, not there and doesn't listen to his smart, intelligent daughter. And, yeah. you know, he's like a, a total buffoon at the work, you know. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Marge has left him a couple of times. Like, you know. be with the successful Artie Ziff or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, he's like a millionaire oh, yeah. on that episode where he comes back in the helicopter and for yeah. prom and all that. And uh, it's just uh, so it's oh, a man. typical, but I love him. Yeah, yeah, he's an idiot, but I love he him. He might change, but, but then again, he like, might such not. a typical thing, too. Um, yeah, you know what? Um, I just think Homer Simpson needing the pepper and Right. Now, now, I'm, now I'm completely That's moved a great on episode. for the politically correct. I love that episode. Speaking about him. Uh, let's change the subject to McDonald's. Flushing Doing something meadows. unique. Trying to stay at <laughs> Fletching Meadows. Uh, McDonald's trying to stay relevant, guys. They're trying to appeal to millennials and the new generation by uh, doing... Uh, they they had a, a real killer clown right there. They had a real grand opening in Chicago today as part of its new headquarters, which in addition to having modern design and high-tech features like phone charging built into tables, will feature items from McDonald's country-tailored restaurants around the world. The restaurant will feature items like cheese and bacon fries from Australia, hmm. the McSpicy Chicken Sandwich from Hong Kong, and Brazil's McFlurry Prestigio. <laughs> this actually sounds really good, which is vanilla soft serve, ice cream with strawberry sauce, and chocolate-covered coconut bites. Hmm. That sounds kind of good. I, yeah, I get it. Uh, the international offerings will rotate every couple of months, and the traditional Mickey D's items will always be on the menu. So don't you... I think that's kind of cool because we always hear about these crazy things that McDonald's does in other parts of the world, and this place is going to have some of those things on the menu. I don't see a single Rick and Morty Szechuan sauce <laughs> on there. They <laughs> brought that for back the for a while, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah, they had the to. Taco? You, the McTaco. You think that's a thing? Do you think they have that in Mexico? Oh, that's coming. That's oh, man. I've been boy- doing that. Boycotting McDonald's since 2015. Do you know? You know? You know? <laughs> the last proud. time I haven't had McDonald's game. in 20 years. They're starting to step it up. Yep. Are pretty good. They have all natural mm-hmm. chicken, and they're starting to do all natural beef too. So I mean, I got to give it to them that they're at least making an effort. Nope. They're all naturally yeah. caged yeah. and full of hormones. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Right. I haven't had McDonald's in 20 years. Oh, yeah. Good no deal. McDonald's, no Burger King, no Jack in the Box. I'm still a sucker for their breakfast. Uh, I'm H and W all the way. Sausage <laughs> breakfast uh, sandwich. I get their hash brown from time to time, as well as the that dollar chicken sandwich. Man, it's still just like I don't know. It's one of those things. H and W, you better give me a coupon for saying that. Right? Uh, all right, last topic. Uh, this was breaking news basically uh, yesterday afternoon. As the uh, 72-year-old suspect James Joseph James D'Angelo. Uh, he was an ex-cop, and he ended up getting arrested, booking him for two murders they believe are actually linked to 12 murders, 45 sexual assaults, and more than 120 burglaries from Sacramento to Orange County between 1976 and 86. They say it's the most prolific unsolved serial killing case probably in modern history. I hate this guy. And yeah. I'm so happy. I'm like, I'm like I want to like clap because he got caught. I know. Yeah. And, I yeah. do as well, but I dislike that it 
He's 72 already. I like, know. He's yeah, already. Like, I know. I wanted. He got I away with it. Caught in the thick of it. Well, you know? the one one really cool uh, thing about all of this is Patton Oswalt, great comedian, great actor, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, his late wife, Michelle McNamara, um, she died uh, last year, and she wrote this book before she passed away. Yep. Which is called "I'll Be Gone in the Dark," where she referred to D'Angelo as the main suspect in the case in her book. Uh, Patton helped finish and publish the book with McNamara's co-author uh, after she died in her sleep in 2016. Oh, excuse me. It was in 2016 when she passed away. So Oswald took to Twitter yesterday to celebrate the arrest, writing that he wanted to visit this guy and ask him the questions that she wanted to answer in her letter to an old man at the end of the book. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? So yeah. I hope he gets to go it's, there and ask him these questions, right? It's really unfortunate, though. The, the head of the police department said in a statement, this isn't from what you're reading now, but something I read earlier, Right. He said it had absolutely nothing to do with their investigation. And really, I mean, and Patton Oswalt responded back with, hey, you know, like, I think it did, but if you, it's okay. Like, she wasn't looking for retribution. She just wanted to help. Right. And it really was kind of, it was sad that the, that the police chief just hopped on and said. Right away. Yeah, right away. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, we did everything right. Yeah. I, I highly doubt that. Sure you did. And this guy's 72 years old and he did everything right. And I think he was, like, on a specific, like, burglary task force or something. something, something yeah. Right? And so he knew how so, to get yeah, away with it. Like, he knew what to do. We don't need to go into all the details and stuff, but he had ways of making sure that people wouldn't move and uh, scream or make noise, and he had ways of basically getting away with it. I'll tell you one. I know one. So he would rape husbands' wives in yeah, front of the them dishes while on. putting dishes on their back and telling them that if, he broke, if they broke the dishes, that he would kill both of them. Right. So this guy's going to get a pineapple shoved up his ass in some <laughs> layer of yeah. some abyss. Hopefully, uh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, in lighter news, have you seen the Spanish farmer woman that looks like Donald Trump? <laughs> yep. I, I have. You're I'm seeing her right now. now. It's up on the screen. You guys can oh, Google God. this. Dolores Antello looks exactly. I mean, it looks is that like Photoshop? A, it looks like no, a Photoshop. It does look like, but it, it is not a Photoshop. Oh. I can guarantee that this is an actual picture of this lady. She's a Spanish farmer, Dolores Antello. Look it up; it's hilarious. She's uh, she's gonna make Spanish farming great again. I she's, know. She should have her own show. Long lost twin separated at birth. Oh you, you know, goodness, you know right? that shovel she's got. It's this shovel is called Stormy. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> yeah, she could be. She's got tattoos on it's each fist. Long one lost says Stormy, sister. one says Daniel. It's his long lost sister. You know. Yeah, look at that oh, is wow, crazy. You know, it would be crazy. It would be even crazier if her husband was like a male version of Melania. If he looked <laughs> know, just right? like her. Oh, my God. That would be hilarious. <laughs> like, that'd Same be nuts. <laughs> that'd be nuts. We got to look up. Somebody we'll Photoshop that and send we'll, it to we'll the bear. We'll get back to you next know, week on right? that as yeah. we find out about Dolores Antello's husband if it looks like Melania. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys for tuning in to the Garage Rock Show every week. You guys can check us out online anytime, thegaragerockshow.com. You can always stream our show that we got plenty of music for you guys tomorrow night, every Saturday, 6 to 7 p.m., 105.7 FM, 1660 AM, and streaming online anytime at 1057thebear.com. Have a great night, guys, and thank you guys all for being in the studio with me once again. Bingle, dingle, ding, dong. Hasta la vista. Have a good weekend. Peace. Peace.